Coming up, we'll talk Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet's High Limit Sprint Car Series uh, and the shift that is coming to the sprint car community, especially around how the World of Outlaws teams are regulated. Let's go. It's Tuesday, August 16th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. It's an interesting day in the sprint car world today with the debut of Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet's High Limit Sprint Car Series. The new tour won't officially be a thing until 2023, but they are running a special one-off race tonight at Lincoln Park Speedway to kick things off. The show was originally $22,000 and $22 to win and $1,000 to start, but as of this morning, those figures have been boosted with the winner now getting $22,522 and the race paying $1,500 to start. This new series will very much be like the sprint car version of the Flow Racing at Night in America Late Model Series that's been running the past season and a half or so. Midweek shows, familiar tracks, and nice money for the competitors. We're still waiting on the 2023 schedule, but from the original release back in July, we know they are planning on 12 races next year with 10 paying $23,000 to win and 2 paying $50,000 to win. They'll also pay out a points fund at year-end, totaling 120 grand. We're obviously just coming off the Knoxville Nationals, and coming up this weekend, both the Outlaws and All-Stars are busy, as are a lot of other local areas around the country for sprint cars, but it sounds like quite a few guys are planning on racing tonight. Larson will obviously be there with the Silva 57. Also coming are NASCAR drivers Chase Briscoe, Alex Bowman, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Briscoe have been running that 14 car um, with Mahindra. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., obviously a part owner of uh, the Shelton Hodden Shield car, and Alex Bowman's been campaigning his own 55 ally a lot. A piece over on Flow Racing also mentions Tyler Courtney, Chris Windham, Buddy Kofoid, Brent Marks, Corey Eliason, Justin Peck, Hunter Schoenberg, Kevin Thomas Jr., and then Justin Grant is expected to make a rare wing start tonight as well. I also saw a tweet from Brady Bacon about competing, and the Swindell Speed Lab car is coming with Justin Sanders. So that's about 15 cars, I think, right now, 15, 16 cars. And obviously, I'm sure there'll be a lot more than that. Lincoln Park in Putnamville, Indiana is most commonly known as a non-wing and midget track. Uh, The last big winged race I could find happening there was back in 2016 when the Outlaws came through. Donnie Schatz was the winner of that night over David Gravel and Darren Pittman. I have the track listed at 5 sixteenths of a mile, so just a tick bigger than a quarter. So you look at the series, more races, more money, everything sounds good, but there is and will be drama in the coming months, whether it happens publicly or behind closed doors. And that drama will come from full-time World of Outlaws teams that will want to run these events, including Brad Sweet, who is a co-owner of this deal. I mentioned this yesterday, but as of right now, none of the full-time Outlaw guys will be racing tonight. When teams sign on as a full-time or platinum member with the Word of Outlaws, they agree not to run races outside the Outlaw sanction without prior uh, prior approval. So basically, if they want to go run elsewhere, they must ask for permission. And sometimes that permission is granted, sometimes it isn't. And I know for a lot of you, this idea and policy doesn't seem fair or it's too restrictive and it kind of sticks in your craw. I actually had people coming at me about it yesterday. I didn't make this decision. Uh, but let's not forget that the series schedule is usually something around 90 races a year and they're going to complete probably about 70 with rainouts and cancellations. But that's a lot of races. And those races happen between February and November. So if you lop off about three months worth of weeks, you're averaging almost two races per week. That's a lot of races for a team. And then on top of the regular race purses, uh, you know, a standard outlaw shows 10,000 a win, and that kind of goes right from there. The series offers a points championship that's lucrative. They pay full-timers tow money to help with costs throughout the season. And then just this year, they implemented a new bonus program that pays full-timers 
at least an extra $500 per night based on their finishes. You can make as much as an extra $1,000 a night. So while they can't necessarily go race elsewhere all the time, there is a lot of money to be made racing with the World of Outlaws as a full-time team. And from the perspective of the series, they're making a significant investment in these guys and these events, and they want to protect that investment. Allowing all of these drivers to race elsewhere diminishes their product. Now, before you attack me on these points, I'm not defending their stance. I'm just explaining to you how they view things and the way things are set up. It's kind of like the problem with the t-shirt trailers not being allowed in the midway at an outlaw show for drivers that aren't full-timers. That was a move made to be a perk for those teams that commit to the season and one that the teams, the full-time teams, wanted at the time the move was made. It's not meant to punish outsiders. But then on the flip side here, I see the points being made by Larson and Sweet. They want to put on some extra shows, help these guys make more money, and give them more options to race. And of course, on their side, they're going to want the biggest names to be available to race with them, to draw bigger crowds, more watchers online, and then they make more money. People on this side of the argument like to use the national late model scene as their example. Guys that run with the Outlaws or Lucas with the fenders on are allowed to race elsewhere. Why should the sprint car guys? I do think there are a couple of key differences here, though. The, on one, there's a lot fewer races on those late model schedules, basically half of what the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series runs. And then also, the people that run these series don't necessarily agree with the freedom that these teams have to move around. It wasn't all that long ago that the Lucas Series director, Rick Schwally, was on Michael Rigsby's podcast talking about it. He's not, uh, he wasn't at the time thrilled with Rigsby creating the Flow Late Model Series. And he wanted guys uh, to commit to Lucas and be loyal with all they offer between the schedules and the purse money and the tow money and all the things that they do. So just because the late model side doesn't have the restrictions doesn't mean that the bigwigs on that side wouldn't want them. I think it's an intriguing time, uh, intriguing time for the sprint car community. It feels like uh, a little bit like the situation we're seeing play out right now with golf between the PGA Tour and Liv. The series wants to protect its interests. They've obviously built up a lot of equity and, and uh, done a lot of work over the years to help build these guys up, build the series up. And then the drivers and the teams want the best of both worlds. They want to be able to run with the outlaws and make the big money and do the big shows and run for the championship, but they also want to be able to go do what they want. In motorsports, this problem is unique to dirt racing because there are options. IndyCar, NASCAR, F1 teams, they can't do this because there's only one pro- playground with those series. That is obviously not the case on dirt. So will World Racing Group cave and give these guys more freedom, or will it have to come down to more teams dropping off the series to chase the cash? I think only time will tell here and just how good the negotiating skills are for some of these guys. And we've seen plenty of high-profile guys do it on the lay model side. You know, names we've talked about, Jonathan Davenport, Brandon Overton, Jimmy Owens. And I think we've seen the series suffer a bit because of it. The full-time fields are not as deep as they could be between the Outlaws and Lucas, and this problem could be worse in sprint car racing because there are far fewer 410 teams in this country than there are late model teams. I also think the lines have been blurred heavily with the late model stuff. If you look at a big Lucas or Outlaw or Flow or Durkar event, you know, Durkar events like the Eldora stuff, it's almost indistinguishable what series it is. Outside of who's streaming it and the colors of the official shirts, the racing is the same, the characters are the same. And that's not a good thing when you work for or own the series. Obviously, the branding becomes a complete mess. So when you're tuned into the High Limit Series tonight on Flow Racing, know there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And this is the start of potentially a shift in how drivers exist in the sprint car world. Now, before we get into the comments, before you fly off in the handle and start yelling at me, try and put yourself on all sides of the argument. If you owned WRG, where would you stand? If you were a team, how would you feel? If you were Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson... 
I, I want you to consider all sides here before you make a decision and come at me for what I have just said. I don't know why you would come at me. I didn't make these decisions. I don't own these series, but whatever. But at least, you know, take a, a take a minute and think about all sides of this before you go ahead and comment. Uh, before we move on, if you like what I'm doing here, please consider liking this video and subscribing to the channel. You can also subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave a review. That's all free to do. Uh, if you want to go even further, you can use the Super Thanks button or snag a Dirt Tracker t-shirt or decal over at shop.dirttracker.com. That's D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R. Uh, now let's get into some stuff from yesterday. Super Dirt Car Series kicked off a four-race uh, four week last night at Weed Sport with the Hall of Fame 100. They're calling this mini speed week their summer fast. Jimmy Phelps, who is intimately familiar with Weed Sport and drives for Weed Sport owner Al Hanke, put it uh, on the Super Dirt Car Series uh, competitors last night. He was to the lead by lap eight and unchallenged late in the going, driving off to his first series win since Fulton in 2020. According to the series, it was also his first win with the SDS at Weed Sport in 12 years. Uh, behind him, Mike Mahaney and Matt Shepard were also on the podium. For his work, Phelps scored ten grand and a guaranteed starting spot into the big show at Super Dirt Week later this year. Headed to Brewerton tonight, Matt Shepard brings in a 68-point lead over Anthony Perego in the standings. Uh, Matt Williamson, Max McLaughlin, and Phelps complete the top five. As is always the case, you can watch these big block modifieds of the Super Dirt Car Series live over on Dirt Vision. And then a couple of hundred miles to the west of Weed Sport last night, uh, we had the NASCAR Pinty Series at Oshweekin Speedway for practice and also 360 sprint cars are racing for $10,000. Polly Cola Giovanni ended up leading all the laps in the sprint car feature and grabbing the big check, but Stuart Friesen did not make it easy on him. The two actually made contact on the final lap trying to race each other uh, and also get through lap traffic. I thought Christopher Bell was also racing the sprint car, but apparently he's only driving in the Pinty's race, so that was my mistake. Uh, if you want to check out the Pinty series on the dirt at Oshweekin tonight, that one is live over on Flow Racing. And a quick update for you today about Parker Price Miller. He was involved in that crash right at the start of the Knoxville Nationals and suffered some injuries to his vertebrae. He's now back home and will get a second opinion this week on his injuries. He tweeted yesterday that he's been told that it will be a uh, six-week break at minimum to get himself healed up. It's been a rough go of it lately for PPM, so hopefully he can get back rolling again soon. It's a shame because he's shown a lot of speed this season in that McGee 11. Already a couple of all-star wins. Obviously, making the Knoxville feature wasn't easy either. Uh, we'll keep you posted on his progress and what the future holds for the 11 car. And I saw actually just right before I started recording that PPM will be at Lincoln Park tonight for the High Limit Show along with his merch trailer. At the virtual Williams Grove Speedway on Monday night, the iRacing World of Outlaws lay models were in action for round number four of ten. Through the opening three races, we'd had three different winners with Evan C., Blake Majulis, and Hayden Cardwell all scoring victories. C. entered the night as the points leader over Dylan Yeager and Kendall Tucker. Unfortunately for Cardwell, his night was over early with a crash in his heat race that then relegated him to B main, and then another crash in that race that meant he missed another feature. Cardwell has the speed every week to win races and compete for the championship, but he's just been completely snakebitten with the luck. In the 50-lap main event, C was on the pole and was basically untouchable for the distance. He becomes the first driver on the season with multiple wins, and he was able to extend the points lead with Tucker now up to second and Majulis third. C, Tucker, Jaeger, and Logan Rumsey are the only four drivers to earn top 10s in every race so far this season. Next week at Peavely, we'll be to the halfway point in the season, but so far, C looks like the guy to be right now. You can watch these races live and for free on YouTube and Derision on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. There are six shows on today's streaming schedule. Dirt Vision has the Super Dirt Car Series from Brewerton, like I mentioned, and Outlaw Carts uh, from Millbridge. That's a weekly show. 
Flow Racing has the debut of the High Limit Sprint Car Series and a Flow 24-7. There's also racing from Cottage Grove and Hancock County on Speedsport. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.